Hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking about grace through faith on this Wednesday. Father, cause me to articulate your heart, Lord, to my brothers and sisters. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon them, and I say they're blessed and they're highly favored. And I declare and I decree over them that by your stripes, they're already healed. Lord, let your blessings, Lord, overtake them in this season and cause them, Lord, to awaken spiritually, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, I touched on something earlier in the week when I was talking about um, spiritually dead. One place in the Bible talks about a man being twice dead. So it's a thing about being spiritually dead and naturally dead. And there's a thing about being spiritually alive and naturally alive. That's why when the Lord say he that believe on, on the Lord Jesus Christ have the eternal life. Well, people that has common sense know that can't be talking about in the natural because you, everybody knows that we is appointed unto man wants to die. You know what I mean? So you know that a person eventually succumbs in the natural. But what Jesus was talking about, that you're not really dead. He told the disciples one time, he that believe it on me shall never die. Then he said, believe it thou is. Well, how many know that Peter, Paul, and all the disciples and all of them, they, they did die in the natural. So he couldn't have been talking about naturally dead. But he wanted to encourage them that he that believe it on the Lord Jesus Christ shall never taste of death. So you shall never die, but you are transfer or translate from one realm to another realm. I don't know how come I said that, but I guess somebody need to hear it. But we're talking about grace through faith. Let's go to Romans, the fourth chapter. It says, what shall we say then? that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, have found. For if Abraham <clears throat> were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. Now, some people, they glory in their, their own ability to live right. I didn't heard him as a young Christ, Christian. I heard him say it. I have not sinned today. We know when they was praying. I have not. And I, I don't want to throw nobody on the bus. That's not why I'm saying this. But I heard people say I, I was able to prophesy because I'm holy. Uh, I haven't sinned today, Lord, and such and such, such and such. And I'm not criticizing the person. I'm demonstrating a lack of understanding. Because, see, if you was justified because you hadn't sinned, according to what I'm reading right here, you would be able to glory to glory to who? To your fellow brothers and sisters. But see, but not before God. Because, see, God, even though he wants you not to sin, He's glad that you hadn't sinned, but see, but you have before or you might tomorrow. Therefore, he's giving you a sacrifice to cover your sins and to cleanse you past, present, and future 
that no man can glory in the sight of God, that all men come to God through Christ Jesus, and that your confidence in your own self is removed. God is trying to remove your confidence in your own ability and trying to get you so confident in his ability, so confident in his righteousness, so confident in what he has done for you, that it produces a great love and admiration for him. For we were created for his glory. We were created because he wanted someone to talk to. He wanted companionship. He wanted a family. And he wants us to love him for he is our very own father and we are his very own children. We are, I'm able to talk now because he created me and I can accept him or don't accept him because he gave me my own will and my own mind. But by his spirit infiltrating my mind, I choose to voluntarily give my body back to him, to give my soul back to him, to give my thoughts back to him. Do I always do perfect? No, but he knows that I have said out of my mouth, Lord, my body belongs to you. Lord, my life belongs to you. Lord, my thoughts belong to you. Lord, I give you myself. You are my head. I am your body. And when you confess that God has heard you, that you voluntarily confessed him as your Lord, you voluntarily submitted your mind, your body, your thoughts, your soul, everything that is within you to him. And he receives you and he has mercy on you when you miss it. But you are his. You are born into his family by incorruptible seed. How many understand that? And now you're not saved by your works, by whether you're good or not, because your salvation is in him. Your righteousness is in him. Everything that you have is in him. And so because he has, you have given him the ownership over you because you've been bought with a price and because you have voluntarily said, Lord, you are my head. I am your body. Lord, I confess you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Lord, I give you the honor. I give you the praise. I worship you. You are my Lord and Savior. I am your child. And when you do that, you're in him and you shall never taste of death and you have eternal life. And he's going to bless you. He's going to forgive you when you miss it. And he's going he's gonna to have mercy on you because he's already had mercy on you. He's died, he died for you when you was yet a sinner. Much more now that you have voluntarily with your own tongue submitted yourself to him. So if Abraham were justified by works, he have wealth to glory, but not before God. For what said the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So grace and righteousness is by faith. Grace is accessed by faith. His righteousness was accessed by faith. He received righteousness based off faith. Faith is a complete confidence in someone or something. Faith is released by saying. What is faith? Faith is what you say. Whatever you say, that's your faith speaking. Your faith is speaking. Whatever you're saying, your faith is speaking. If you say, oh, Lord, I, I think I'm going to get this. I, that's your faith speaking. If you say, I don't believe I'm going to get that. I'm not going to get that. That's your faith speaking. 
So Abraham received righteousness by faith. He believed what God told him. So if God told you that you're saved by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you believe that, that's counted to you for righteousness. Now, if you miss it or something, I might see as a man, that man ain't saved. Look at what he's doing. But if you believe you are, because Jesus died for you based on scripture, you are. No matter what I say about you or not, no matter what your neighbor say, no matter what your neighbor think, your access into grace is by faith. You actually believing that you're saved by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and you are. Not a works. Works is whether you do good or evil. See what I'm saying? Not that you should do evil. You shouldn't do evil. But if you believe that your righteousness is an imputed righteousness, you're righteous no matter what. That's what David had a revelation of. It's a hard thing to comprehend, but it's so true. Because a man is saved by grace, not of works. It's a gift of God, not of works. At least any man should boast. Verse four. Now to him that work it is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that work it not, but believe it on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Who does he justify the ungodly? If you want to get right with God, stop working. I ain't talking about your natural work. Stop trying to earn your salvation because you can't. If you want to be right with God, the first thing you have to do is stop working to be right with God. Even as David also described the blessedness of the man to whom God imputed righteousness without works, saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Be blessed.